Is there not an entire section on this subject? I know yes. that I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Ether, for example. Is, is your is your book for sale about it? Yes. Sir. What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me. Hey, what up, fam? Welcome to Let Me Tell You, episode four. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. We are finishing out Holy Week. It is Resurrection Sunday. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Uh, it's been an interesting uh, Holy Week this week, um, so we'll we'll just jump right in and just start talking about the stuff that's gone on. Uh, started out Holy Week with the Notre Dame fire, um, the uh, cathedral in France in Paris, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral went up in flames on Monday, beginning of Holy Week. Um, to tons of speculation. Uh, a lot of people, guys I respect, um, you know, politically on their talk shows, uh, making assumptions that uh, this was somehow terrorist related and so on, which to be 100% honest, my initial uh, reaction when I saw it was the same thing. My first thought was... Uh, some Muslim has gone in and set fire to this building. So, um, which at this point now we know it was probably a short. There was all kinds of renovations going on already. Um, there was some electrical issue, some electrical short, which uh, caused the, the building to catch on fire. Uh, so it was not a terrorist attack. It was not um, anything else. One of the other things that, that kept going on is, is just the statements that were made about, you know, how sad it was and how heartbreaking it was uh, to see this go up in flames. And I understand history to a point. I understand art to a point. Maybe I'm just lack of emotion or something, but I was not heartbroken um, it was not a devastating thing to me to to see this building burn. It was, I mean, it was sad. A lot of history going up in flames. You watch the spire come down. It's iconic. Uh, but it wasn't heartbreaking. It, I wasn't devastated by this. And I, I don't know. It just, it's, it caught me weird to see how many people were apparently devastated by this. Or at least they said so. And that's, that's the thing is, is we, uh, again, I think that the movie was the giver. Somebody told me, I think that's the name of the movie where they talk about precision in language. They, they continue to talk about this, um, precision in language. And I really wish we could get a little bit more of that. I mean, not to a, you know, just an ad nauseum point of the precision in language, but, uh, a little bit better, you know, because people use terms like I was devastated. I was heartbroken, you know, um, 
when they really weren't. I mean, one tweet was they were devastated and heartbroken, and their very next tweet was, you know, praising people in American Idol or whatever. So it really just seemed odd to me the amount of emotion because a building is, is on fire. Um, many of these people have probably never been to uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral. Personally, I've never been, had never been inside of it. Uh, I've been to Paris when I was in the military way back when. Um, my focus uh, in traveling the cities of, of Europe was more inclined towards the nightclubs and not so much the art and the history and the culture. We were just talking today after church. We went out to lunch with, with one of the families from church, and we were talking about taking a trip to Europe to see um, some of the art because I would really like to. I mean, I saw a little bit here and there, um, but nothing. <laughs> I mean, I had all these options open to me, and I just failed to take them because I was more interested in girls, booze, and, uh, and music. So... Um, yeah, it was pretty sad that I, I passed up on all those opportunities, but they're still there. The building is still there. There's obviously tons of money has been raised to, to renovate it. Uh, apparently the two richest dudes in France are, you know, um, competing to see who can donate the most money. And I think that's great. You know, if, uh, you know, if, if one person, one guy's ego isn't going to be, let himself be outdone by the other guy, you know, uh, privately funded renovations of this building can go on and on. I heard a lot of people talking about concerns of whether or not this building was going to be renovated by government funds and then whether or not they could continue to do, you know, perform Catholic masses and stuff like that, which believe me, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be bothered one bit if they couldn't even do Catholic masses anymore because of course I don't find Catholic masses to be Orthodox Christianity um, I, I believe it to be false teaching and uh, grace by works and so on. So that's another episode. So it was just interesting to see where everybody went on on this topic um, and the fact that I was not really that put off by it. it was, I mean, the initial reaction was, that's kind of sad, but I wasn't devastated. I wasn't heartbroken. I wasn't moved to tears when the, the spire fell or any of those things. So, um, maybe that says more about me than it says about anything else. Who knows? Uh, but so we began Holy week with this, uh, event in Catholic cathedral in France burning up and we ended our Holy Week today with a far more uh, devastating event, which I was uh, moved by. Um, three churches, I believe, and um, three hotels, six bombings, or uh, uh, multiple bombings in Sri Lanka uh, today, Easter Sunday. Um, over 200 people were killed, 450 people injured. Um, majority of them Christians because that that's what was targeted Christians again potentially most some of them were Catholics will we'll weigh that that again that's another episode but these people were targeted simply because they expressed faith in Jesus Christ um, they churches were bombed 
um, and hotels, which are favored by um, travelers, uh, foreign travelers, Christian travelers. We can we can say that um, Western travelers. So portion of the world where the majority of the people are Christian are what uh, generally um, stayed in these hotels. That was the favored uh, places for them. So these attacks were, were specifically targeted towards Christians, um, people who express faith in Jesus Christ and on <clears throat> what some consider to be the holiest day of the the Christian calendar, Resurrection Sunday, um, I would say that personally, I would say Christmas, uh, Good Friday, and Resurrection Sunday are all very equally uh, valid and important. I would not put one above the other. Um, Resurrection Sunday uh, is a doesn't exist if Christmas doesn't exist. Christmas isn't a story that anybody tells if Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday don't happen. Again, Resurrection Sunday doesn't happen if Christ doesn't die on the cross on Good Friday. So these three, yes, those are the pinnacle events of, of the Christian calendar, but I, th I would say they're all equal. Um, that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, you can at me on that and uh, comment and tell me why you think one is greater than the other, and we can talk. But again, that's another episode. But on one of the holiest days of the Christian calendar, one of the most significant days of our orthodox orthodox faith in Christ, um, Christians were targeted because of their faith in Christ. Over 270 people were, were murdered today, um, and we don't know. Uh, no one has taken credit for it. One of the articles, and, and this is where we're going to really get into talking about this in a minute, one of the articles was said that it was an attacks carried out. Seven people have been arrested, and these were attacks that were carried out by religious extremists. Um, well, we can probably narrow down the religious extremists based on um, history. <laughs> and usually Christian extremists who strap bombs to their body and blow them up, do so uh, with the preceding words of Allahu Akbar. It is highly likely that this was carried out by Muslims. Um, I would I would rather say Muslim fundamentalists than Muslim radicals because uh, this kind of action, jihad, um, you know, striking at the um, unbeliever. Uh, is is a fundamental of Islam and not something that is a radicalization of Islam. You know, we can talk about Christians who, who murder abortionists, and that's radicalized. That is going beyond what Christianity teaches. It's actually going against what Christianity teach, teaches. A quote-unquote Christian who bombs an abortion clinic or the the guy who murdered George Tiller or any of those things, by their actions, they are declaring themselves to not know the teachings of Christ and to not follow the teachings of Christ. And so thereby they are actually declaring themselves to not be Christian. But 
Muslims who carry out attacks like this are keeping in line with what their scripture demands. They are keeping in line with the the prescriptive uh, dictates of uh, Muhammad. This is what they were taught. This is they were taught their only way. The only way someone can be guaranteed heaven, um, or an, I don't I don't know if I can't remember if Muslims call it nirvana. Or they don't. Um, the only way they can be guaranteed heaven and so on is to die in jihad. So, there you have it. This uh, the the Muslim who carries out an attack like this is acting fundamentally in line with what Islam and the Quran and the Hadith teaches. Christians who do stuff like this, who attack abortionists and so on, that they're always thrown out, um, are actively going against the teachings of Christ. They're actively going against what Christianity believes and teaches. So uh, Christianity teaches vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We leave vengeance and we leave justice up to God um, to carry out. We preach the gospel. We call people to repentance. We call people to the point where they don't have to endure the justice that God will mete out at some point in time. Islam says, go and carry out justice in order to appease your God. Or their demented idea of justice to appease their God. So this is what is, is, is happening. So we have these horrible, horrible bombings today. At the end of the bookends of, of Holy Week, we have a cathedral burning down simply by accident. I believe in a sovereign God. Nothing is accident. I think God burned down Notre Dame. God caused that fire, the spark to come out of the, the outlet that shorted and sparked and began the fire all under the control of God. And I believe that God was also sovereign over this. Um, these are people, if they are truly believers, have repented and put their faith in Christ, these are going to be the people that are spoken of in Revelation 6, um, verse 9 through. And I'm going to go ahead and read this. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. So again, here we see that tenet of, of Christianity where it is they're, they're, they're calling out to, to Christ. They're saying, Lord, when will you avenge us? They're not calling out, when will you send our brothers to avenge us? Um, we, are, we are not going to see a Christian retaliation for this event. We are going to see Christians pray. We are going to see Christians continue to live out their faith, but we are not going to see Christians retaliate. This is, this is not what is taught uh, by Christ. This is not the teachings of Christianity. Vengeance belongs to the Lord, and he will avenge. And, and, and those who carried out these events, those who were not, maybe weren't, uh, weren't arrested, or those who took their own lives, in this event, those men, I mean, I read a, read a story about one guy who in one of the hotels actually stood in the breakfast buffet line and detonated 
his, and they said patiently waited before he blew up. So I don't know if he actually got his breakfast and went and sat down and started eating and blew himself up or if he blew himself up in the line or how it went down. But that man who ended his life by detonating a bomb in the middle of a hotel, the instant he left this mortal plane, he stood before his creator. He stood before Christ. And now he knows, no matter what religion he was, now he knows he was wrong. And he is now going to stand. It is appointed once for man to die, and then judgment. This man who blew himself up in a hotel room, in a hotel lobby, or in a hotel buff breakfast buffet line, now stands before Christ to receive eternal judgment. And vengeance belongs to the Lord. And I can tell you, guarantee you, by the word of God, the Bible itself says that that man will endure eternal conscious torment in a lake of fire. Torment inflicted by God, not separated from God, but torment inflicted by God for eternity for the sins that he committed. And I... I, that I firmly believe is true. Usually I'm, I'm the one who will say we don't speak ill of the dead, but I don't know if it is possible for a man to blow himself up along with hundreds of other people believing in a false religion to have time enough to repent and put his faith in Christ in the midst. If that's possible, then I'll stand corrected. And I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out when I get there and I get to stand before Christ and have his righteousness put upon me um, because of my faith in him and my repentance and my trust in his work and none of mine. So we'll see how that all goes down when I get there. But again, I can pretty confidently say the man who believing in a false religion, whether it, whether it be Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, whatever, Again, we we haven't heard. We haven't heard if these men shouted Allahu Akbar before they went or if they were Hindu extremists, which we rarely see, but they're there. Buddhist extremists, they're there. We've seen attacks in different cities from these different religions. Generally, it's Islam. I'm leaning toward believing this is probably going to be claimed by whether it be ISIS or Al-Qaeda or any other uh, well-known Islamic terrorist group. Well, at some point in time, someone's going to uh, claim responsibility for it, and then we'll know. But I can't imagine that that man who detonated that bomb was able to repent in the short period of time before he went from uh, mortality to immortality um, and stood before Christ to receive judgment. And again, Vengeance belongs to the Lord, and he will mete out justice where justice needs to be meted out. Again, I quote my, one of my, my favorite preachers, Darren Caldwell, who says that for the believer, justice demands that God look at the cross. But for the unbeliever, justice demands hell. And I think I may have flip-flopped that quote, but... For those who do not believe in God, who are not repentant and, put, and have put their faith in Christ, those people will be cast into the lake of fire. And those who have repented and put their faith in Christ, his righteousness is credited to them so that when God looks for justice, he sees what Christ did for them on the cross.
So, again, we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters um, who are persecuted in this way all over the world. And that was another thing that I wanted to, to point out. And then there's another, uh, another political thing that I want to look at. But um, So Sean Astin, um, I'm a fan of Sean Astin. Not just because he's a distant cousin. His dad and my grandmother were, I want to say they were cousins or second cousins or something. They're, he's a distant cousin, like third or fourth or something. If you want the particulars, you got to go to my Aunt Mary. She has all the genealogy stuff. But I've always been a fan of Sean Astin. He had a, a, a radio show on um, T Radio V, I think was the, the, the network that it was on, radio and TV. Um, and so he had this show that he did. Um, apparently, it looks like it's coming back. I hadn't seen him tweet from the Vox Populi radio uh, thing until the last few days. And he started tweeting again from that. Um, and I follow him on both and actually have gotten a little bit of interaction from him on both, which usually used to be I would try to interact with him and I would get his, his manager or some, some other person would respond to me. He never would. This, this week I actually got a response from him. Um, but he posted on his, uh, on the Vox Populi radio Twitter account, um, the Easter hashtag Sri Lanka terror attack is against Christians is clearly in response to the hashtag New Zealand mosque attack against Muslim. I'm so sorry for violence against all religious people, usually by people claiming to be religious. My heart is in the subcontinent today. May peace reign. And he got kind of called out by a couple of people. I just simply said, I disagree. This is not in response to anything. This is something that has been going on for a long period of time. This is Christian persecution that has been happening for 2,000 years. Literally, this has been going on in some form or another for 2,000 years. Since Christ ascended and the church began to grow, persecution has been there against Christians. And so this is not this was not a response to the mosque attacks. And one of the mosque attacks in New Zealand weren't religiously motivated. They were, it was some weird atheist slash agnostic slash, I don't know, dude, that, that did all that. But, I mean, obviously there was some kind of a religious, but he, the person who did it was not religious in his um, attitudes. So this was not in response to that. This has been going on literally for years. I've had a uh, Facebook page called Persecuted Awareness Month that is about to change its name um, that I've been doing for almost 10 years now. This will be the ninth, ninth or 10th year that I, coming up in November that I've been doing the Persecuted Church Awareness Month where every single day of that month I take and I count down the world watch list, top 30. So the, the worst countries for Christian persecution from number 30 down to one throughout the month of November, and then I share some story um, of Christian persecution somewhere where I've never had a shortage. I've never had a day where I went, well, I couldn't find a story about pers Christian persecution today. I have always, every time, been able to find a story. And now I've expanded that to where we're doing it throughout the year. This coming Wednesday, I will release another episode of that podcast and put it on that, that Facebook page. Um, 
of the uh, the next I think we're down to number 43 on the world watch list and we will tell a story of Christian persecution I won't use this I will have other stories to tell because they go on day after day after day every single day hundreds if not thousands of, of Christians are persecuted around the world they're beaten imprisoned raped or murdered for their faith in Jesus Christ. So this is not a response to anything. This is an ongoing attack against uh, against the Christian church by those who hate Christ. And it has been going on for years and years and years. And so, you know, and and suddenly it's, it's becoming this, well, I mean, it's always been used as a political um, pawn at some point in time by different people. But it seems like it's more and more we're hearing about more of it. Um, I've never seen Sean uh, post about anything going on. I mean, I've never seen him post about any of the the horrific uh, things that have been going on the last three months. And I could be wrong. I'll have to go back and look through his things. But, I mean, over the last three months in uh, Nigeria, Boko Haram and the Fulani militants have, have killed hundreds. Again, the... It's in one day this this attack probably equaled or maybe surpassed that that body count, but hundreds of Christians over the last few months in Nigeria have lost their lives to Islamic militants um, because of their faith in Christ. So this has been going on and on and on. But the the really strange thing, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this. We're gonna talk about this is that uh, politicians are suddenly not willing to call them Christians. Obama, Hillary Clinton, um, I really don't know who this Julian Castro is, the only two I had seen. Um, and so there's a few people here that have used the, um, the, the statement, the phrase, Easter worshipers. Rather than calling them Christians, which is what they are, um, they're calling them Easter Easter worshippers. The attacks on the tourists and Easter worshippers in Sri Lanka. Um, Hillary, today's horrific attacks on Easter, Easter worshippers and travelers in Sri Lanka. I've never seen any of them on anything. When the, when the mosque attacks happened, they didn't call them Ramadan worshippers. They didn't call. We are not Easter worshippers. We are Christians. Hillary, Barack, uh, you know, Julian, and Deputy, whatever your your name is, whatever. We are. Where where is this coming from? Why is there suddenly a refusal to call those who are being persecuted what they are Christians? There there's an avoidance of the term because here's the thing: is in today's culture right now especially in our american political christians are bad christians are the bad guys um christians are the ones that do all the the oppression and so on and so to they're not willing to to use the name to to even draw any kind of sympathy or uh empathy or compassion for christians because they still want to maintain that that terminology, that Christians are bad guys. They want, to, they want to take away your control of your body. They want to stop abortions. Yes, we do. Uh, they want to uh, 
govern what's going on in your bedroom and your marriages and da 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 big bad Christians. So they can't use Christian to uh, as a term to stir up compassion for somebody. So they call them Easter worshipers. Yes, they were worshiping and it was Easter. So technically it is an accurate statement, but they were Christians. Use the word Christians. Don't, and again, I, I've, I've stood firm on this on both sides. You know, when conservatives are, are do not line up with their, their worldview and st say stuff. I mean, if conservatives were to have called, again, if they were to call the, the mosque attacks Ramadan worshipers, I would have the same issue. They are Muslims. Those people who died in Christchurch in New Zealand were Muslims. And they were killed because they were Muslims. And that's a tragedy. Especially in the fact that I believe those who went onto the other side believing in the, the teachings of Muhammad had to face their maker and receive the judgment that those who do not repent and put their faith in Christ receive. And that is eternity in hell. We did not get an opportunity to share the gospel with them. I'm sure someone did. I hope someone did. I hope someone shared the gospel with them and maybe some of them repented and put their faith in Christ. But now, those who are dead, there's no, there's no possibility for them. It is appointed once for man to die and then judgment. Despite what the Mormons believe and think you can go do baptisms for the dead, it doesn't work that way. You die, you are judged. And it's one of two spots. And so I would say it is a, a, and I'll probably catch flack for this, but it's a higher tragedy for those Muslims that were killed, the 49 or 50 or however many, however, I don't know how, how high the body count went. Again, we live in this, this, this instantaneous news society where, I mean, three days after the event happens, nobody's talking about it anymore, you know? We, we got updates for a few days, but I haven't heard anything about that until Sean Astin's tweet today. I haven't heard anything on the news or anything about those shootings. I haven't received any updates. I don't know if the body count has gone up, if those who are injured who are in the hospital have passed, or if they're getting better or what. We just don't hear it. So I don't know. Last I heard, there were 50 people who died in those mosque shootings. And that's a, a bigger tragedy than what happened in Sri Lanka today. Because I'm, I'm convinced that many of those who died in Sri Lanka, I hope they were true believers in Christ, that they died and they went and, and they, they, they heard, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the, the joy of thy, thy master. You know, those who will be under the altar, as it says in Revelation 5, or Revelation 6, those who will be there, those are, those are the martyrs who come in and are, are welcomed in, who have laid down their life for Christ. They go to heaven, they've got eternal life. It is a far greater tragedy to see 50 Muslims killed than it is to see 270 true believing Christians killed. Did I say 50 Christians? 50 Muslims killed that it is to see 270 true believers killed. We mourn. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's okay to go open season on Christians because they're guaranteed a passage to heaven. 
It's not what I'm saying. But it is a greater tragedy by the definition of the word. Because those Muslims who die and go on will likely be uh, cast into the lake of fire, into hell. Those Christians who die and go to heaven will have eternal life with Christ. They received their reward because of their faith and their trust in Christ. And so the whole weird political thing of not wanting to call them Christians, I, it just set me off. And, and I'm sure it did a lot of others. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Graham Allen's rant on that one, although I probably won't listen to it because I hate the way he screams. I know apparently some people love it, and that's been his, his trademark and is, has made him famous, but dude, it's childish to me. <laughs> so, not that you'll ever watch this video. So, um, there's that. So again, thanks for hanging out with me, guys. I uh, hope today's stuff was, was helpful. Um, hope it was a, a, a good episode for you. Uh, as always, I just want, want you guys, if you can, subscribe, share the episodes. Um, we want to get people hearing uh, the gospel. And I hope somewhere in here the gospel was presented uh, somewhere. I, I, I try to do a, a pretty good job of that. Sinners in need of a Savior. Jesus died and paid the, the penalty for our sin. If we repent and put our trust in him, uh, we will inherit eternal life. And that's it. That's the gospel. So, as always, guys, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.